It's time for Wrestling with Sports. It's the only podcast with two former Major League Baseball All-Stars, Dimitri Young, who is not here, Jason Kindle, who is, and one four-time Stanley four. Cup champion. That's right, four. Four, four. Darren McCarty. Sorry, guys, just trying to get Jason a uh, Major League General Manager's job. Give me a sec. Oh, yeah. Hey, listen. Uh, no, ma- managers, not general managers. Yep. Oh, just manager. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. Just Whatever. give me an okay. interview and I'll yeah, be, I'll, I'll win Detroit. So it, the it, topic tonight, and we were talking about this off the air. We got many um, topics. To everybody is I have to have a root canal <laughs> coming up here shortly. I hate the dentist. I can't stand the dentist. So I asked D. Is it the needle? Is it the needle? I like the dentist. I think it's more like my, my mouth. I just keep my mouth open. And is it the sound? Vibrate. The sound no, and the smell I, of burning you know teeth is like, not I'll, a good I'll one. fight anybody. I don't like mice and I don't like the dentist. I, 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 I just don't like him. So, well, right. So you got to go in. But you know, well, what, no, I went in, that. got my teeth cleaned, DMAC, for the, the first time in six years when I got my new front teeth. And that's why I asked you because I already pretty much knew that you had fake front teeth or bottom teeth or whatever or have no teeth. Nice. So nice. I got to go in and I got to get a root canal. And that's going to happen October 30th. I just, you know, just give me the laughing gas, whatever, and just knock me out and, and, and I'll wear it. I can, I'll wear it. But, and this is for the kids out there, do not ever, ever chew tobacco. Because the bottom part of my teeth, which a couple of them are fake, is they're just like, the porcelain is now brown. So it's kind of embarrassing. Now my top teeth, all right, gotcha. But I hate the dentist, so I got to go get new teeth. And, and I and I hate it. Don't ever want to go. And that's I'm going to try to cut back on dipping and, and eliminate it eventually. But I I got to get new teeth, and and it's it's awful. It's embarrassing. And I know that you being a hockey player, which most hockey players have some little or maybe none no teeth, and you have to you're probably all fake, especially a enforcer like yourself like I, i'm scared Here, here's, here's the thing jay the root canal you'll be all right that's just picking up the nerve and taking the nerve out stuff i hate the cavities and i hate the grinds and whatever like that you're gonna be okay but the whole thing with me i lost i lost my two front teeth to a cross check in st louis and i believe it was like 2000 2001 i had a post put in right do you but remember who kept coming up What's that? Do you remember who gave you the cross check? Some Russian defenseman that took a big left right to the jaw right after it. So, but that's the worst. So I had a post in there and the tooth kept falling out. I had to go back to the dentist. So it fell out in the first round in Vancouver. I went into the training room in between periods and ripped the post out so they couldn't put it back. So fast forward 12, 10, 12 years later. It was time to get some mouth work done because, like you said, um, you know, you have to stay on top of it. Nothing worse than mouth pain. So I had it, them all cemented back in. But before I had that in, so I had the temporary. You'll love this. I used to do verses before I went to NBC Sports. Uh, do uh, You know, I'd come in and do some games and stuff like this. My tooth, before the last segment, cracked and 
was falling out of my mouth as I was talking on TV. And so I'm like, and then they're, they're saying, everybody's like, his teeth just fell out. So that's when I decided to get them cemented. But uh, yeah, it's, a, it's, it's, it's part of the job, obviously said, obviously what you said, but it, it won't, it won't be that bad. You'll be all right. Such that's, a, number one, Jay, make sure you tell them you don't want the sum about Mary. You don't want the chompers. Bro. No, put little, no, 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 no. Put a little it, tint in it. Put a little it, fucking it, stain in there. It's such a, because obviously I have connections with DMAC. I had to ask him because nothing even closely compared to that story. But my daughter, eight years ago, was in a little play and then I was chewing a piece of gum and I was, and of course this always happens. Like I was chewing it and all of a sudden I, I noticed that my tooth fell out, my front tooth, because I had an incident as well. And next thing I know, of course, people want to talk to me at that time. I'm just trying to watch my daughter sing Mary had a little lamb or whatever the heck it was on stage. And I'm like, oh, so that's the first time that I went to the dentist because I was so embarrassed because I had to talk to these people that with no tooth and they knew who I was and the baseball players and that, but now I, I look like somebody in, in deliverance. And, and um, so I went to the dentist. That's the last time I went DMAC and, and Dennis. And that was in 2011. So my wife made me go last week and the guy looked at my mouth and was just like, Hey. <sighs> All right. And so anyhow, so I got to get a root canal and I got to get a bunch of teeth. But I, the first thing I want to do was ask uh, uh, Darren because I'm, doing it and i'm and thank you for saying that i'm gonna be fine i still am scared something less and uh but i i appreciate that and if you can do it then i can do it as well by the way i went through and looked up that 2002 blues team that was kind of a stacked team if you go back and, and look at that team i mean they have tennis playoff hockey they're all good I mean, we went through, we owned St. Louis, Chicago in my career and stuff like that, but it was never easy. They're never easy. Dallas, never easy. Colorado, it's a war every time. And you forget the teams of the first round. You know, we played Phoenix, and who was Winnipeg and a bunch of times. And it was always it was always a haul. When you win, you're sitting back here 20 years later or so going, Oh, I got four cops and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Easy. Yep. It not have been that hard. Yes, man. It just, like you said, got all the scars to prove it. And four times, Stanley. Four times. Now, real quick, Tom Barrasso was on that team. And I got to ask, I've always heard a urban legend about him. And allegedly, uh, what was it, a few, a few years before that, remember when Barrasso missed like a whole half the season with a hip injury? Yeah, the the story goes that I heard and I don't know because I know, come on, you guys talk and I don't know if you heard the same story, but apparently his wife caught him cheating and stabbed him in the hip. Did you did you ever hear that story about him? Whose wife? Tom Barrasso's. Oh, uh, you know what? From what I heard about him, it wouldn't surprise me. That and then, you know, the Kevin Stevens and St. I mean, I can neither confirm nor deny, but I've heard some. I heard, I've heard things about him. And, and, and then there was the Kevin Stevens thing, which that's true. He was a dumb ass. And I got to say it like that. Holy cow. All right, Jay. I just sent you, I just sent you a text. I was just texting with, uh, so you should get, you should read it. And th this is my guy. Nice. So I screenshotted the text that I just had so you can read it. And oh, we'll, we'll, we'll move okay. on from there. So anyways. Perfect. So yeah, the, we can have this conversation later later on. But 
Thank you very much. But uh, no, no, that's what it's all about. I want people. That's called a tease in the business, Jay, because they're like, "What the fuck are those guys talking about?" Mm-hmm. Like, you know what? You're gonna have baseball. to tune in regularly to the sports to find out what big shit stuff oh. we got going. I love right. Detroit. So, so back, Detroit back, back to the Detroit team. loves you, Jay. <laughs> Hopefully, they will more. <laughs> Anyways, Dennis, what are we? What's on the docket today, other than your love life and? You know, boys just hooking you up, helping you out. Well, over Teamwork, making the dream work. And you want to talk about? You want to talk about yes. what I had going on last week? Yep, you guys that... want to hear the highlights of we the did. cool ass yes, people and please. shit that I got to meet? Yes, yes. That's what. Uh, that's why we're actually here tonight, as we want the details. You know, uh, if... well, I sent I sent some pictures, and if people, I mean, this is the update to um, what's the wrestling company called? I GWR or whatever G uh, I W G I W G. Yes. So Gary and Rhino, Gary Platt and Rhino check out their podcast. Terry and Gary's uh, low expectations podcast. Great podcast. But Rhino um, obviously has been a buddy of mine for a long time. Great guy. So we're down at big daddy's boat, uh, boat yard in Monroe. First outdoor event. I, there was there, the people that showed up, it was awesome. Um, it was really cool because our boy, uh, Raju, Raji, um, who's the uh, title holder in, uh, that we've interviewed here on this show, he was there, got to talk to him, said to say hi to all the fellas. Him and, him and Trey from the Rascals, um, who I enjoyed. It was like 45 degrees out, and they're out there with, with uh, Trey's got like a cutoff, and, but Rajut's got he's bare chested dude. And he's got diamond cutters. So Trey's like, bro, I can't wrestle. They go into a band or a couple minutes and they're trying to warm up and they're doing like the fucking orange Cassidy kicks. And yep. it was, it was freaking hilarious. What I loved and that I missed is how they get the crowd involved. Like, um, you know, Rhino, um, and DTB, uh, tagged, and, uh, you know, into the crowd and using the kids' feet and using the chair and getting the audience involved. So that was really cool. Johnny Bravo was there from Wrestle House, which uh, we all know I'm a big fan of the storylines and what they're doing there. So um, said there's a big wedding coming up in a couple of weeks and uh, and we should stay tuned. So it was cool getting to meet him and also, too. So my buddy J.R. Adams, who we'll have on the show, is, is who used to be Eddie Venom. So his... His partner, uh, CK of Crimson, um, if you've known from the area, Justin. So he's got a wrestling school in Toledo and stuff. But the one thing that I really loved is the camaraderie. And the, and what I really noticed, you know, it's a 45-degree uh, Thursday night. And these guys that you're watching on TV are there to support uh, their boys and their homeboys and, and each other. And it was the camaraderie and the togetherness that uh, – you know, really enjoyed. And it was a great night. And I think it's November 21st. Uh, Rhino and Heath Slater are, go- are going to be there, uh, do it again. So I look I look forward to it. It was such a great time. I got to time keep uh, the Battle Royal, w- which was awesome. So Big Daddy Powell, uh, he won the Battle Royal, which was hilarious. So um, Definitely have just- to – I know somebody was there videotaping it. And uh, we got to get that and, and, and put it on our, on our show. But uh- – how was the stand-up? I have to know this because I'm so fired up to hear you. And I, I, I want to know, like, I know you, this is kind of all new territory to you. I know you, you work your butt off doing it. How'd it go? 
Oh, it was great. Uh, so we did Toledo. Um, Toledo uh, Comedy State. It was actually the first time I'd been outside the state and done it at a like Funny Bones Comedy Show. So they're all over. And we packed it out, sold it out, and had a great time. You know, one of the things, just like anything else, Jay, you know, with what do you put in to get out? And it's it's finding a groove and it's being comfortable, right? It's being comfortable whether it's it's stepping on the ice or stepping into the batter's box or you know calling. You know how many times you relate where you know you got that pitcher that you know it's going to be in the dirt. You know it's might hit. You know, but you got to block it and you're calling that pitch anytime. So it's it's all about comfortability and i realized that the more i do it the more i get comfortable and, and it's just working material but it's to me it's about the connection and to be able to you know for me it's about after the show when people uh come up and i get to hear their stories of exactly you know why they're fans and stuff so you know it's everything's great we're uh hopefully with uh keeping the fingers crossed that uh, everything keeps getting better uh, as far as this covid stuff but uh you know a lot of big things coming up uh, like I said, biggest thing. Check out the uh, I got the new uh, Darren McCarty brand visors. Yeah, been waiting for them all Love year. It. I haven't taken this one off exactly because it helps with the flow. You know, like, but yeah, so I, yeah, everything's all good. Working on some new material and uh, well, did you get my uh my my text today that I sent you um about what is the um why are Dak Prescott and Jason Kendall um so similar? Because they're both pros. Yeah, because they're both professional athletes. Nor did I even think about saying that we both snapped our ankle and had it sticking through our skin. But oh, both, both, do you know what it's like to wear your foot on backwards? Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty much it, yes. dude. That's, that's it. pretty much it. Wow. Seriously, so, what did you did you see it live or did you hear like what did, did that did that you know what my brother texted me up to you? Well, you know, you know, what's funny is my brother texted me and um, see, it might happen the fourth of July. I can't stand the fourth of July, I know it's America's birthday. Et cetera, et cetera. I hate it. Um, well, you have a reason to. But my brother texted me, and the only reason I say it is my brother is I, I saw he sent me a picture of um, Dak Prescott and his brother, and my brother was the first one there. And <laughs> I had this morphine button, and you're supposed to push it once every, I think, five minutes um, to get time, it. Maybe. Well, I, I and you get like seven pops at pushing the button. Well, I, I pushed all seven of them like in the first four minutes. So my brother was like running around the hospital. Um, hey, he needs more morphine. <laughs> he needs more morphine. So I saw the picture that my brother sent of uh, Prescott and his brother, and I'm going like, "Oh man, I know exactly what this guy's doing right now." And I, you know what? And I actually um, ended up texting him and saying, "Like, and it got his number through a PR guy, through a PR guy, and um, you know, obviously, I'm, I'm a big fan of football and just sports in general." But uh, I, I hope that um, he does read my my text um, because I, I just basically told him what to look forward to, what the the bumps are going to – and he's going to be fine. He's going to be a better player. But it was just – the whole thing was so – it was so surreal to me when my brother sent me the text message because I lived it. I lived it. And, you know, any, anybody that has something similar to that, um, whether it be football, basketball, I mean – I always try to reach out because the, the things that meant the most to me were the people that reached out that had something similar happen to them. This is my first two or three days in the hospital after I did it. And, and you can relate obviously is what I guess I'm trying to say. And so hopefully he, uh, he, he uh, 
gets it and knows he's going to be fine. He is. It's a tough rehab, but he's going to be just fine. And I'll guarantee he's going to be a better uh, uh, player for going through this. It sucks right now. It's awful. But, but you know, I'll guarantee yeah. you. Fantasy-wise, a- make him next year because he'll be even better. But here's a question for you, Jake, because because you can relate. And you know what? We should try to, Dennis, try to find a way to get a hold of Dak Prescott's people because I think that the conversation between Jason Kendall and anybody who knows. No, no, no. I, no, 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 no. Listen, because you were texting, but I, I already texted Dak. Okay, good. So, good. So, the, but, but here's my question, Jay. Was there a point that you didn't think you'd make it back or what? Like, like, look at where was your contract situation? Oh my God. Where's your med- DMAC? This is what's crazy is at the time I had one year left another year. I did it July. And obviously Prescott, you know, 30 million compared, uh, compared to the 236,000 I was making at the time. Maybe yeah, you were, you were crushing it. You were so but, okay, bro, but, but you were crushing I did not sign my big deal yet. Um, he was, he's 25. I was 20. No, I was 25. He's 27. It's wow. so, it's so crazy how similar it is. And how much do you think that injury cost you? I, I don't think it cost me anything. Okay. Because I it didn't sign. So th- there is a two week period. This is what I sent in the text. And when I, when I sent it to Dak is I said, there's going to be a two week period. When you start running the first couple of days, they feel great. Then you're going to go through a two-week period, and this is no lie, where you just want to give up. It hurts so bad to run. It hurts to, to get out of bed, and, and you just want to – but when that two-week period is over, you're golden, and you won't – my right ankle right now is so much stronger than my left ankle. It's unbelievable, and I feel it when it gets cold every once in a while, but it's also because I'm old. Er, Can you tell um, when it rains but now? that being said is, is – when you hit that little two week period in your rehab in the off season, it's like, I, I can't do this. I I've busted my butt to get to the point to where I am. Um, but I can't do it anymore. Get over that two week period. And you're, it's unbelievable. You know, I, I told them some of the things that I did a lot of pool work. Um, and you know, I was fortunate when, well, I guess when I did it was I was in California and just walking on the sand because the sand gives so much and the, obviously your ankles moving left and right. And, was one of the better things that, that that I ever did because you're breaking up all that tissue in there and you're moving it. And so those are the things that I, t- I texted him. It wasn't like a, Hey, Dak, hope you're like, I'm sure you got a, a trillion of them. And I don't know Dak Prescott. If there is, oh, but but I, the fact that you reached out, you took care of your world, bro. You know, you know what? what? I, I feel and better. You know. and, and I know that he will get that text message. And, and I know that more than anything, I think that when he hits that two week period where he's hurting and he's like, I, I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't do it. Hopefully he's going to, in the back of his mind, remember that text message and be like, no, no, no. You know what? I can. And that's when it's going to be a snowball. Uh, and that, and that's important. Great things for him. That's important because you've been through it. So anybody who's been through anything, it doesn't matter. Right. I mean, I, so look at all the stuff that we can all speak about that we have the experience. So but, but uh, on, good on you. On the flip side, uh, you watch Sunday Night Football. And they had this great montage that was narrated by Joe Theismann. And he was kind of basically, he had the same ankle injuries you guys did, which ruined his career. He never got back on the field to play. You and Dak, Dak. Yeah, but he was older, though. Right. Well, that's where I was going with that. I think Jason brought up a great point, being 25 and 27. 
That's different when Theismann, and I don't know how old he was, but I know he wasn't young. Right, but on the flip side, <laughs> and Dennis, I guess getting back to the contract stuff is, I didn't sign my big contract until after the next year. Now I had to come back and prove myself, obviously. Um, but it was the last year on my contract, and I went out and had a great year. And then that often I signed a six-year deal with the Pittsburgh Pirates. So that's, I think, more than anything, because, listen, the, the thing that's in doubt the most is your future. And there's so much money in all these sports right now. And it's like, oh, no. And if you if there's any negative th- – see, I was always – like, especially when I was younger. Like, nobody's going to tell me no. Doctors, oh, he's never going to play again. He's never going to play again. I'm like – and it's fuel to the fire. And you want that even more and more and more. But I know that he's been in huge contract talks with the Cowboys. And, and they offered him a certain amount. He didn't take it. Blah, blah, blah. But um, I- I'll guarantee you he's going to get that big deal from the Cowboys, I bet, because he's going to go out and have an unbelievable year next year. Well, you know, going back to the whole modern medicine thing, did, did did anybody ever tell you, like, you know, if you did this three years earlier, you probably wouldn't play? Because it seems like even from Theismann to what was the, what when was that? That was, what, early 80s when Theismann did that? Mid to – Oh, Lawrence Taylor, so 86, yeah. 87, so, 88. Okay, so mid to there. late 80s. I mean, that was what, maybe 10 years between his and yours. There's a huge gap in modern medicine. And, if, and I'm going to tell you something that's a great point is if our regular team doctor, our main team doctor was on call that that day when I did it, he, I, I probably wouldn't have played, got a contract, and I probably wouldn't be here right now doing this. It happened to be a younger ankle knee specialist named Mark Langens, who was there on call because our regular doctor, uh, the two of the three other ones were, it was was 4th of July. They were probably on vacation or whatever with their families. Mark Langens saved my whole career. And if he wasn't on call, I don't know necessarily, and I'll never forget, I was so drugged up. I hit every speed bump in Pittsburgh from Three River (laughs) Stadium to the to the hospital and I, I pull in and I'm in full uni and, and I just felt like everybody was looking at me and I'll never forget. The last thing I said is uh, uh, he's in there and he's doing the x-ray and he goes, I go, I've never met him before because he was just literally helping out for that, right. that game. And I go, excuse my language, but I go, you better fix my fucking ankle. Boom. <laughs> and I was gone. Then I, I was out. I, all the drugs or whatever got, and I'll, I'll never forget that. But uh, I'm going to tell you what he did, and man, I, I couldn't, I can't, I still to this day can't thank that guy enough. Who was the first teammate that came and visited you? I don't remember. Oh. I was doing that morphine button like every seven minutes. <laughs> <laughs> it supposed to be every five, but it was. Uh, I, did you? I, and we may have covered this, Darren, but did you ever suffer any kind of injuries like that or any bad ones? Oh, fuck. Dude, I, I was the king of, like, fucked up shit. You know, like, I had, I almost had, uh, so I got a scar on the inside of my hand here because I had to have emergency surgery because I fell on my stick and the fucking arteries crushed. Oh. And uh, so I, I was going to, I lost all the, my hands started turning blue, my, my fingers down or whatever. So I had the emergency surgery. I've had three sport hernia surgeries, which is mean, which two of them I ripped off the bone, which is no good. Uh, ankle, I did. I did the worst thing. Like, with, not saying what Jason did is the better thing, but I went in full speed and I got Jeff Norton in San Jose 
hit the back of my skates from going in and I went in the boards feet first and twisted my ankle. I blew all the tendons out of my ankle without breaking it. That's it still bothers me. You know what I mean? I never fully re- healed after that one. And I still got a bump because it, it, all the ligaments blew out, but nothing broke. And, that's and what he's worse. saying is that if you break a bone, it's a lot easier to heal. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, you're six to eight or four to six weeks, whatever the ligaments. And that's what I did. I didn't break anything. All I know is there's a, a nickel piece of cartilage that popped out in the Zambodi and, and on three river stadiums turf probably picked it up somewhere, but no, wow. he, he's right. And that's the worst thing. He didn't break anything, but and I did the same thing. I tore everything from Achilles to Achilles and it's a thousand times worse than actually breaking a bone because the bone heals so right. much quicker. And then uh, five hand surgeries, Dennis, whatever you put in my mouth and then over 500 stitches in my face. So, so Dennis, yeah. you saying when we, when you open up the show, seven broken noses, just seven. Wow. It looks you can good. Tell I'm a lefty though. You can tell I'm a lefty because they all come from the right. <laughs> I want. I can't wait to ask about that and how much of an advantage it was for you to be a lefty. But okay, so instead of saying like the only podcast, how about you just open the show with the toughest podcast? Yeah. Oh my. Out there. Gosh, the, the you've bought many got doctors boats. You two. Jeez. I mean, I I've gotten a couple stitches. That's about it. I've never broke a bone. Holy cow. I think between the two of us, we need some balance. We need balance on this show. I I think between the two of us, we've had over 25 surgeries combined. That's just a guess. I don't know, but that's a guess. Yeah. Probably close. What was rehab like for you, Darren? (laughs) Which rehab? Which which rehab are we talking about? We're talking about the injury injury rehab. Well, you know what? The other one, dude, I'm the other one, though, I'm proud of you for that. That's awesome. That's called being a human, being a stand up person, and what a tough dude you are. So, that one as well, that is awesome. So, congratulations for that because that's not easy. It's probably much more difficult than all the other ones you had. I'll tell you the the toughest is you nailed it, Jay, because I quit smoking cigarettes in January of 2017 and stuff. I can never stop chewing. Yeah, nicotine is the, the 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 worst out of everything doubt. else, right? Because and get it twisted, this is a plant. This is not a drug. It's a plant. So, in saying that, but but yeah, between having all that stuff done and and everything else, you're right. Wow, this this has been a pretty. Interesting- but as far as rehab, like for what I always say is, listen. I would, they sent me to four rehab league spent a million bucks on me. I learned something. I'm a smart guy, how to apply it. So it's all the lessons you learn. And the toughest part, right. Is, is anybody else is, is staying committed and putting the work in knowing that when you can't see, you know, the surface or the sunlight or whatever, but that you're, what you're doing will pay off. It goes back to your two weeks, it goes back to that two weeks of wanting to quit. And, and powering through it. That's the difference between, that's what, honestly, what professional mentality is, right? Professional it's, athletic it's mentality. Separates, it's just it separates talent, everybody else, you're right. Right? It's, it's the mentality to push through things and to take on physical, emotional, all that pain, you know what I'm saying? And, and we don't realize, see, I never realized what it was until you learn the lesson. So whether it's a physical or mental, whatever it is, everybody's, you know, 
going through so, it. So, Mac, you've had a you've had a bunch of hand surgeries. I'll, I'll be honest with you. The, the, everybody thinks my the worst surgery I had was my ankle. It was my thumb. I'm looking for a sinker down and away, and I'll never forget. It, it was Jimmy Anderson, and it cut and it snapped my finger and or it snapped my thumb instantly. And um, it was in April. I played the rest of the year because I was a team player, and that's what I was supposed to do. I could have had surgery. Yes, exactly. What he, he's basically putting his. I gotta see, catch his thumb, Jake. I gotta catch your thumb <laughs> because I was catching a kid throwing ninety when I was twelve years old, and that thing used to. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. See, mine's fused. Mine's not like that. But basically, D Mac, what he was doing was putting his thumb upside his head for it's and twisted it in like twelve different ways. But I, I had a botched surgery, and oh, and wow. a week before spring training, the guy that fixed my thumb and put the ligament. He didn't even when he did the surgery. You're supposed to go into the, the 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 palm of your hand or down, and, and the, the bottom of your wrist. And then they oh, there's no ligament there. So he went to the top of my wrist, and that's what he ended up. Well, week before spring training, I had like a golf ball size thing in my hand. He messed up the surgery. That's when I had to change my swing. I used to be able to follow through. Well, every time I was making contact, it felt like a knife going through my thumb. And that's when I had to become, I didn't have power power. I had gap to gap power, but that's when I became a little punch and Judy hitter. And, and, and I had to change my swing because of my hand surgery. So I can only imagine, and this is a hockey player who has to use his hands more than anything. Not only that being said is, but a enforcer who's going to get in a bunch of fights. And when he's doing his thumb and moving it around to the listeners, it's his left hand. It's his dominant hand. It's the one that knocks people out. So if you lose your hands in any sport, you're done. So the fact that DMAC, you continue to go on, you continue. And, and this is actually a serious conversation because it's the truth and it's how you fight through that pain or changing something, whether it be in the big leagues or the NHL. And, and you have to learn to make the adjustments needed to prolong your career, I guess to say, or to, to, to stay at the same level somehow that you were well that's life right and then and and my knockout power was punching judy so i you know that's unbelievable <laughs> like you said that is to figure out how to adapt but that's sort of like life that's sort of like 2020 right you know what i'm saying you know, so I, what so i've learned is life's easy when things go good oh anybody you know, can do when, that right it's when it gets tough and you have to dig down but there's to me to me there's always a lesson in there or or whatever else but it's it's okay it's like i always have to say man it's what i realize it's not right or it's not wrong it's just it, it's what is right so 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 what is some people look like to them it would be positive to other people it might be negative it doesn't matter it's a perspective of it so i think you know the bottom line is what i've learned is that that the only way out is through a lot of the times Without that, it's easy to go four for four. It's easy to score two goals and have two assists in a night. It's easy mentally. And, and, and obviously uh, to the listeners, take this into your, your regular day. It's easy to get a pat on the butt by the boss. It's easy to get, uh, um, you know, a, 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 more money or whatever. It's what happens when you have the negative things happen how you bounce back. And um, I guess at the end of the day, that's what we're kind of talking about. It has nothing to do with wrestling right now. And we should probably change the subject, but well, I think this is a good conversation. Cause you know, even I got a question. 
Right. Go ahead, Dennis. I was gonna Go say ahead. even wrestlers get injured. You 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 see players play through injuries, and and there's no right or wrong answer. I think as a fan, when you see there are guys that the second they sprain an ankle, they they're out two weeks, and they won't come back until they're a hundred percent. And then you see the guys like you guys that get battered and beaten and play with torn ligaments and broken bones every game. And as a player, and I've always wondered this as a fan, when you're out there putting it all on the line for your team and then you have the guy that gets the proverbial baseball hangnail and misses two weeks, did that upset you? Did you ever, you know, say something to anybody or is it just something? Absolutely you do. You call them out. Okay. I'll never forget Ryan Braun. I think I told this story online before. Ryan Braun. Me, Ryan Braun, Prince Fielder were in the uh, uh, the hot tub. That sounds really bad, but we were in the hot tub before a game, and Ryan Braun goes, oh, my hammy is a little bit tweaked. I don't think I can play tonight. There's a week left in the season. We're playing the Cubs, and or somebody, I don't know who we're playing, maybe not the Cubs, but uh, the Milwaukee Brewers have not been to the, the uh, playoffs since 1983, I believe. And Prince and I both go, I go, dude, you're playing. I, I don't care. And he goes, no, I don't think. I, and I'm like, I'm going to tell you what, dude, you got to get through both of us. when We will knock you out <laughs> if you don't. Because his presence alone was there. The other team didn't know that he was banged up. But I'm going to tell you what, Ryan Braun, it was a, a pennant race. And we ended up going to the wild card. And first time the Brewers went to the playoffs. And, and I heard Ryan Braun about a year ago just watching flicking through the channels on ESPN or MLB channel. And he said, you know what? I had to tell so-and-so that, you know what? You might be a little bit banged up, but I'm going to tell you what, you need to get your butt out there, blah, blah, blah. And it made me feel so good inside because hey, you know what? He learned something. And now he's a veteran guy. And you know what? They went to the playoffs. That was two years ago. Whenever they went to the playoffs with uh, against the Dodgers to, and council was on that team as well, the manager for the Brewers, but, Whenever they went to the the the, the uh, NLCS against the Dodgers and the Dodgers beat them in Game Seven, that was the year. And Braun made I can't remember who it was. No, you know what? So he remembered that, and he can filter that information down to the younger guys. And I it was I was it was so cool for myself to see that because there's only three people that remember that conversation, and it was me, Prince Fielder, and Ryan Braun. But uh, your ass is getting out there. Promise you. No, that I think the one thing, Dennis, is what you realize is is what guys play through. You know, if we want to revert this to wrestling, that's the one thing that I think seeing a live wrestling event for the first time in over a year um, is the the bumps these guys take, and and even on the lower level, like the wrestling. So you you go, so we're watching on TV, and the things that these guys are doing, just what they're their bodies are going through because it's, you know, it's legit. Even as much as it, you know, they're choreographed or, you know, it was great the other day to be able to watch a wrestling match by the guy, uh, Justin, who trained a couple of these guys to be able to watch what they were working on and just, and the intricacies of it. You know what I'm saying? To tell the story, to tell the story, to tell the story. It's all doubt. about the stories. So, I always ask I think, this question to different athletes and I'm sorry, Jim, I didn't interrupt. But I, I'm so curious, how many days in your career? Listen, it's an, an it's a Hall of Fame career. It's 16, 15 years in the big, in, in big leagues, in, in, in um, NHL. How many of those games that you played 
in that 15-year career of yours, four four time NHL champion, were you a hundred percent? This is not scripted. Maybe, maybe I played. Actually, I played. I think I was like total between regular season and playoffs. I'm over nine. I'm almost nine forty or something like that. Uh, maybe twenty games. <laughs> Oh my maybe, God! In, in, may, in for, maybe that many. And for whoever's listening, on, but, this but is not scripted, and it's so true. And I can sit here and say, like, I played 15 years in the big leagues. I can maybe say 15 to 20 games, and most of them were opening day because your adrenaline is going so much, and you don't feel anything. You're out of spring training, and your your adrenaline's pumping. There's 50,000 people in the in, in the stands, and and then, and then the next day you're like, ooh. So when he says 15 to 20 games, it is so true. And I'm so glad you said that. And like I said, this is not scripted. I'm just totally asked him off the the just because I wanted to see what he had to say. And I'll guarantee you it was less than 20 games because of you guys beat well, yourselves up more than anybody the, else. It goes to the question is how many of your greatest games – did you go into it feeling like shit or, or just something was off or, you know, you couldn't explain it, but you got the in best, group, the best right? games you know? that I ever had. There was something wrong physically when I went out without a doubt. Yeah. Yeah. And I think sometimes being a professional is it focuses more where you, you know, you go to your strengths, you know, you, you don't worry about trying to be the five tool. You're going to be the best two or three tool at the time. You know what I'm saying? Like, well, I think more than anything is, off. Is, is you're not worried about, okay, I got to do this. My hands are here. If I'm hitting, I'm hands right, are right, here. Right. No, because you're worried about not just, you have a, a partially torn hamstring. Just, I'm just making this up. Yeah, and right. you don't want to completely tear the whole thing. So you're more locked in about, oh my gosh, my, 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 my hamstring is getting ready to tear. So you're hurt. And you don't think about pitching. You don't think about what's coming and you just, you just react which that's the thing about baseball is if you think about hitting where your hands are, where your feet are, you're 0-2 and you're done. You got to just get in the box, see the white thing and hit it. And I'm assuming hockey is very, very similar. Yeah, no, it's it's a even, you know, reaction sport. And, you know, when you're in the zone, you're not thinking. Like I tell everybody is when the play's going on, you can't hear anything but what's on the ice. The minute that play stops, you can hear everything. It's crazy. Yep. Um, quick question for you, Jay. Did you watch game seven of the Dodgers Braves? I did. What'd you think? And I was hoping this wouldn't come up, but I did. Boy, the base why, why really killed the Braves. I, 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 I was, I thought that was an unbelievable game. No, it as was a big, no, it was a great game. Fan. There, that one inning where, oh God, it was just, it, it made me sick. And this is why I, this is I can't watch a game as a fan. Um, okay. the, the, when it was first and second, before that awful, awful rundown, base running mm-hmm. um, by the Braves. <laughs> Double play? The, yes. The the catcher for the Dodgers, not one person that I even heard, whether it be MLB tonight, said anything. The dude's on his knee trying to block that ball. If you are up, if you are on two knees, the runner on first and second, which you should be, or I mean two knees, if you are – on the balls of your feet, as a catcher should be, he blocks that ball easily. And because he's on a knee trying to, oh, I'm going to get this for the analytics. Okay, listen, 
analytics and old school, you can combine them. But I'm going to tell you what, if I was the manager of the Dodgers, if I was um, uh, Doc, I would have been like, dude, what the – and I know why, because the, the bench coach for the Dodgers is probably one of the worst – is probably one of the softest, has a job because of – he was my manager at one point. Who is it? One of the softest – his name is Bob Guerin. And he is just – he if you say jump, how high, how high? I could use a bunch of other terminology right now and um, that wouldn't be appropriate for this show. But – so – um, he's very good at that, but have enough responsibility to tell your catchers you're in the seventh game of, of this is me as a, as a player coach, <laughs> block the ball and well, not a little thing. anything about it. But then the next, well, a little thing. the next play, the ground ball, uh, Marquez hits the ground ball, the third, it's a Turner and t- great for turn. What are we doing on the bases? Nobody teaches. Everybody's scared to death. Because these players make so much money now to teach them how to run the bases. If you strike out and the catcher misses the ball and you're on first base, you're done with your you're at bat. You're a base runner now, and you right. take as much pride in your base running as you do hitting, as you do defense. So it made me sick, and I'll be honest with you. My son told me this morning when he woke up because after that inning, I turned it off. I turned okay. it off. Well, listen, uh, that makes sense. Next podcast, we're going to get into our Hell in the Cell predictions because the pay-per-view is coming up Sunday. I know yeah. we'll, probably get to, we'll get to a whole show just of wrestling this week, we promise. But I do want to wrap it up because one of the greats is hanging it up. Doc you should Emmerich. wrap it up, Dennis. You don't need any more kids. <laughs> Thanks. But Doc Emmerich is retiring. and oh. can, you, can you give me a good Doc Emmerich story, DMAC? There's so many because he's just the, he is, you know, he's just as kind a person, as thoughtful a person. You know, he's the type of guy that you'd have to, when you'd run into him, no matter if it was your first, second or third year, he'd make sure he'd always had a, you know, those guys, Jay, that you'd always stop and have a two or three minute conversation face to face, no matter what, what it was. And it was real. And it was like, you know, yeah. you're like, ah, Doc Emmerich knows who I am and, and stuff like that. And I just think the way, the, the beauty of what he did, did you know he's in seven different Hall of Fames? That goes to tell you something. Wow. 50 years of doing it, but he paints such a great picture. And I think that he is very uh, responsible for helping American uh, audience that didn't grow up watching hockey to, to get into hockey and to understand the game and to be able to watch the game more because he does such a great job. He's as great a person as you'd think he is. And he'll definitely be missed because that's just, you know, that's a staple voice. Yeah. And if you're a baseball fan and you don't watch much hockey, think Joe Buck. Uh, Vince Scully. Yeah. Vince Scully. Or First Jack Buck. I'd say Jack, more Vince Scully. Jack, Jack Buck, not Joe Buck. Jack, Jack Buck. Buck. Thank you yeah. very much. Uh, those, you know, uh, Ernie Harwell. I mean, he, yeah. he's, those were the three kind of, you know, when you think of modern day, great baseball announcers, those would be the, the you know, three out of five hey, of them. Alice. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, the, Doc, Doc is kind of that guy for hockey and even more. Cause I always thought Don Cherry was a clown. I'm, and I'm a Bruins guy, 
But yeah, but he's a co- he's not a he's not a play by play guy, Don Cherry. He's a friggin' no, commentator and well, Don you know, Cherry it's a different Yeah, Don Cherry tries to be bigger than the game though, in my opinion. Yeah, but you don't understand it, Dennis, because you're not Canadian. That's the, the, the that's Don Cherry's the the shtick of the old school whatever growing up top hockey you know like that's the it's like the mounted police you know it's like you know it's a staple <laughs> it's a staple but you have to you know when you grow up around different things you know it's certain 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 things that are staples in baseball that you and I will never understand that Jason knows right there's staples at at uh, at Ford. Right, that we can't understand as far as the different ways you know things are done that you know. So I mean, it's, Man, uh, then if he did, uh, he just punked you. <laughs> I, I didn't punk him. Yeah, I you kind of did in a, in a in a very politically correct way, and Guys, I love it. My heart, virtues, vulnerable truth with integrity. You're talking about what did I learn? That was at one of the rehabs, which means that it's okay to properly explain my point of view about what he, he is. Did. You're right. That is some people think he is, but he's you know it's bigger than that in Canada because you got to understand can that's the national sport. I, you know, it's the, yep. I mean, who would you compare him to? You know, Dennis, I don't even know. Let me ask you this. American wise. Okay, so, uh, yeah. Ken, Ken Rosenthal, maybe. Mm, no, well, he's, that's look, he's he's, awesome. But no, cause Rosenthal actually like, yeah, good point. I, I was just kind of thinking about the dumb bow tie Rosenthal wears. Um, who would yeah, be? but that don't don't hate the player Terry Bradshaw. No, but there you go. That right, would, but, that would but be Terry Bradshaw. With, right, exactly, Terry Bradshaw. Right, where where except that he's got the Super Bowls to back it. So you know what I'm saying, but yeah. in that sort of way, that's how he's seen as you know the Bradshaw bunch, the 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 fun loving cowboy, the you know what I mean, the yeah. football, the old school guy, you know. That that that's probably the the best analogy. Yeah, it, it, I think he educated me. He didn't punk me. Big difference. Thank you, Dennis. As Jason is dying over there, <laughs> he's sneezing. I think I who knows. Anyways, you me all my dip. I believe in that. Is that's, whoa, whoa, whoa. that's staying Dude, in the podcast? He swallowed his dip. And guys, that is uh, see. You should quit chewing sooner than later. That's a bad deal right there. <laughs> that's that's podcast. That's a great way to end it, though, Dennis. I, I think it is. Uh, listen, guys, uh, we're going to end the podcast. We're, I'm going to sit here and wait for Jason to come back to you laugh at him as he's probably green right now. Here, here, there he is. Here he oh. <laughs> oh, my God. I just swallowed half my fucking dip. Oh, I oh, that is the worst. Oh, oh my god! And I was the getting worst. Ready, I, I was getting ready to say something, and I go, <laughs> the worst. "Oh my god!" And I'm sitting here, half my dip was down my throat. <laughs> so you got to oh. obviously, Dennis, do not put that on. But oh, I do absolutely have... stay it in. <laughs> that and that, you know what? That's fine too. That's great. But, um, <laughs> holy and shit, again, that that's bad. why kids don't chew. Get, oh, get, Mr. Kendall told you before the show. Do not, bad, do bad, not bad, do bad. it because not the shits in my throat right now. And all right, listen, let's wrap up this show. It was a great show. Very educated. well. Hang on, you gotta go. You gotta rewind that shit. You can't put my puking on the fucking. Uh, oh no! Yes, we can. And that's fine too, but okay. Podcast. So if it was, it this is gold, so the last thing I want to say is, Dennis has been um, 
texting uh, all three of us talking about this Zoom thing. Yes. I don't understand. All right. So So, here's what we are going to try. Uh, Maybe this week, maybe next week. I have to work out some bugs on my part. But what we're going to do is basically when we record, we're in a room with Zoom. What we're going to do is each one of us, uh, when we open up the room, we're going to send out on all of our respected social medias the Zoom link. So everybody will be invited to come into the Zoom room with us. And we'll mute you. But as we talk and you want to say something, you can like raise your hand or something. And we'll unmute you and thus making you part of the show when we record. We won't do it all the time. This might be – this is a first to see – how many people show up, how much interest there is in this, and what what kind of feedback we get. So, But that's kind of what we've been playing with. I love it. I, I think it'd be awesome. And I think it's, it's to see if we do have only 29 fans no, or yeah. 43. So, 33. so look out for that. And by the way, if you want, I think I'm going to put together a milling list email list so if you're listening to this and when we do decide to do it you want to be part of it you you know we will call on you more than one time you know once you're you stay in the room and raise your hand and if you have something we'll click on you we'll unmute you you can be part of the show and talk and interact with us live almost like calling and then, it, it, yeah, and this being said, is I've been pushing Dennis to do this. He has and for the last so several E-Mac, weeks, and so is, has Dimitri, who hasn't even been on. Who? So it's Dennis's job to figure that out because that is my job, well, and I, I have dropped the ball. But I think that would be so helpful if we could actually, like you said, live calling. If we could actually Interact. see somebody and and answer questions, I think that would be so. Just it would be really really cool, obviously for us. But uh, hopefully we the feedback we give is pretty cool, too. Yep. So uh, if you want to be on that email list, email wrestlingwithsports at gmail.com. Just Bottom line, until it happens, it's Dennis's fault. That's absolutely, absolutely. And I promise it will not be any later than next week when it happens. We just have to figure out. Is it going to be a wrestling show? Is it going to be a sports show? Is it going to be a hybrid show? It doesn't show? matter. It's going to be a, it should be a wrestling show to I, begin with. I but but so. what's the show called? Is it called Wrestling with Sports? Yeah. Well, I thought we'll, we'll that's fig- what it was. We'll figure it out as we go. I kind of like the idea. You know what would be great, Dennis? What? Great if, like, next Monday, maybe as a Hell in the Cell, as a Hell in the Cell, um, uh, you know, the pay-per-views on Sunday, we'd try to do it Monday or Tuesday. Then people are fresh into what, right? Talk yeah, about the Hell in the Cell. I, 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 I like think that'd that. be awesome. All right. I like that idea. That's that's probably what we'll go with. I'll have all the details worked out to be part of the show. Remember, uh, we'll put Blast on all of our social medias as it goes. But if you want to be the first to get into the room, we will blast it out over the email list. So email wrestlingwithsports at gmail.com. Uh, yeah, I got it's outdoor. I got I got work to do. I'll be seeing you guys later. All right, guys. <laughs> that's Wrestling With Sports. We'll see you next week. All right. We're done recording.